0: Weed, has weed made itself so appealing to us as a yeah. companion plant that we have taken it to beyond. Yeah. So if we think about
1: mm-hmm. it. So much so that we have a system in our body for the plant.
2: That was named after the plant as well. The endocannabinoid system. Named after the cannabinoids.
0: So we just the batteries.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey Dan what, what <laughs> Dan, what do you think? Dan, what do you think? As a key. So it
1: fuels us, we don't feel it. <laughs> as, a, as a
3: yeah, as a <clears throat> sure. I kind of do find that um, the weed plant has this allure to it, that when you do start growing or have ever grown it ever, after your first time of growing it, or even just starting to grow it, you have this want to grow it more and more and more and more. So yeah, maybe it does. Maybe it's farming us. It's like controlling us and saying, grow me better, grow me better, because everyone does want to grow bigger and better and more no, and. Good like put all their energy into it not like any other plant no one grows tomatoes like that or mm. there's very few people that put that kind of energy into mm. any other plant but cannabis i think it's a lot of energy in terms of just your your energy your love your anger oh, your, okay. you, everything that you put because you go in there and you're like fucking fuck i'm so fucking angry and you put it, and it grows. but regardless it's still like you want to grow it
4: I think a close second might be those guys in America who grow the pumpkins for flinging. <laughs> yeah, those competitions. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they're even not quite as passionate as the cannabis community is about growing cannabis and working on the terps and the phenos and all this thing and the cultivars and the words oh, that I'm learning it's also,
2: the It's also interesting to see how it came into our species, like from domestication, from domesticating crops. You know, we naturally domesticated animals' crops and this is the one that's able to grow all over the world. Mm. So it's something that's had the resilience to stay with humans traveling, like all over, and at the same time it propagates and gets its genetics bottlenecked in different places Mm. but still manages to thrive in its Mm. own way. And it stayed with us wherever we went, all over the world. And it thrives in a different way
4: depending on where you grow it.
2: Yeah, like Mm. the different expressions Mm. of it and stuff. So Mm. it's cool to see the question of like, are plants domesticating us? Are we domesticating plants?
5: Mm. Mm. And now this whole, like,
2: way we're growing food, like, in massive AI robot things, you know, like, looking at food differently. That's the whole thing of getting involved with the plant, your time, your energy. Mm. There's more, like, you imbue more of it in you. So when you get something back, it's more rewarding to you as opposed to, like... Just seeing in robot grow it. Mm-hmm. Expect <laughs> that's to, expect that's it to wh- come out the other side of, of a variable. Yeah, company. that's where that's lots of things are going, you know, making things more efficient.
4: Same as growing your own potatoes and tomatoes. They taste nicer. You know, when you've farmed the thing at home yourself and harvested the Mm. thing at home yourself and... We also get weed tinted
0: glasses about things. Because we all think our tank is the tank. It's like (laughs) right now I'm like a proud dad. eh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like I'm five months (laughs) (laughs) eh, with the plants. I'm like, come check, come check, come feel, come feel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
4: come smell, come smell. Smell my finger. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> Yo! <You're laughs> bro, smell my <laughs> Back. Back. So, Dale, what do you think ultimately at the end of the day? Are, are we farming the plant or is it farming
1: us? I think the plant is farming us. Okay. And many other species of animals and plants. Yeah. Everything else is thriving because of it, in my opinion. If you look at permaculture setups and stuff like that, even for mass grows of maize and stuff, it, you could plant. A full field of cannabis just to fix the soil and the environment around you so it's like it improves everything around you therefore it's
2: farming us cool man (laughs) vivo yeah i think i guess adding to every what everyone said in my points is that like we became a, a domesticated species at the whatever the neolithic age at the start or whatever and now that we've come into domesticating animals which isn't good but domesticating plants now Looking at how it has all these amazing effects, the amount of carbon it sequesters, how it cleans the soil, how it has, can work with companion planting and things like that. Um, it's very good for the environment and we're starting to wake up to it and the law is starting to shift in that direction, right? So that's the hope is that like everyone can see the power of what it represents environmentally, agroecologically, mm-hmm. industrially. You know the potential is there, so I reckon we're being farmed by it and we're farming it. It's a mutually, it's a mutual relationship. Yeah. Okay. It's
1: symbiotic. <laughs>
2: yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Dad,
0: think it's farming us? Yeah, yeah, I said so, yes. Yeah. Six love, eh? I, I said so, yeah, definitely, I agree. Joe, you feel much the same. It's I like... do, I pretty much feel the same. Well, it's farming me. I mean, really, definitely. if you want to go
4: out there, out there, I could say that maybe the aliens gave us the weed. Um, As a challenge and maybe that's what they're doing all around the universe is who can grow the best weed? Let's hope Earth is winning
1: (laughs) So imagine that dope shit on mars, bro. Ah. <laughs> yeah. mars all right Earth.
0: all right Earth. elon sent Earth. some pips he sent yeah. some pips 420 eh? <laughs> we'll percent thc mother <laughs> mm.
1: zero gravity, gravity.
0: <laughs> yeah bro no <laughs> snapping eh? <laughs> so should we say hi to any of the lovely people out there before we get on to this week's dank cam and mm. rank dank or is it dank rank
3: dank from the
1: yeah, right, just i like, uh, just
0: jumping onto YouTube. Yeah. I see. There's a lot of comments for our guests this evening. <laughs> they say, "Pass the just... mic to the left." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know Show. if these are your friends being so hardcore, yeah, dude. <laughs> this so is on
3: YouTube, whoa, on YouTube, we got Barry. And yeah. Barry's like making lots of noise. Yeah. Away, Bez. Away. Zach Carter, Russ Warren. Away, <laughs> Darcy <Dasi> Grows. <laughs> Kevin Crow, Brandon Wainwright, sure, Tiago Flores, we've got a different crowd tonight. Good evening, good evening. Oh, look, we
4: gained some uh, new viewers last week through Mm -hmm. going through the Chiba portal. Fantastic. Hey, that would be amazing. Yes. I can see that there's 25 people watching us on Facebook, and 21 uh, on the Hotbox Show page (laughs) one, Uh, but nobody said hello yet. So, hello. hello. That's okay. Hello. Hello. You know, sometimes people are like
0: weed—they creepers. It takes a couple of minutes, and then they're yeah. like, "Hi." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
4: like yeah. All yeah. Puffy was in there. <laughs> Puffy showed up just now. Hi, Puffy.
0: So let's take a look at what we're smoking and taking this evening, hey guys.
3: Cool. Mm. <clears throat> so this was. You guys can see this. Chocolates. Chocolate, oh, there <coughs> sorry, chocolate haze.
4: Yes, this is the minutes of a meeting we had this afternoon. <laughs> there
3: we go, so this is what is, came with the minutes of the meeting. Just so you
4: know. It's really, really tasty. Smoked up this afternoon okay. as well. It looks mm. really good. But
3: then we've got some dab. This is a good old trusty dab jar. I don't know what this is. I'm not sure. Had a dab, just now it's pretty good.
1: Yeah, it did a job
4: on me. That <laughs> came this? up from the garden root. This came from the garden
3: root world. So some crumbles inside here. Mm, nice mm. crumble there. Yeah. Mm. Not bad. nice for the garden roof. Very
6: impressive. Yeah. Oh, look at that. It, sticky. Oh, yeah.
4: Good. I'm going to try some of that. Sure. Let's yeah, make, some, make some joints with that. Oh, Dan, You've always got the best cans. Yes. So. Okay. And then and I don't then? know where this, who, what.
3: This is some uh, poison mimosa. This is some really good. Weed. Look at
0: that. Right, let me get a bit of shot off of that. I it.
6: Sticky.
0: You could see it didn't want to come out the jaw. Mm.
6: It's got some
2: mm. sweet smell of it. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like weed. Yeah. Ooh, It smells amazing. Yeah. It yeah. does it. smell like sweet <laughs> tea. Must hey? be weed. Must <laughs> be <laughs> weed. <laughs> Poison mimosa. So
4: yeah. that, with some of that. Mm.
3: A bit of that a bit of that. Then we've also got this Yo, Dale, what's this This doing This is the Rank Dank. Is that right?
1: We never quite have weed like this on the show. (laughs) So this is called Rank Dank. This is Rank Dank, just to introduce like a a bit of culture and to keep up to date with what's still already on the street. So we go to different areas and kind of check out different taxi ranks Because a lot of people, even if they're growers, beginner growers or not quite growers, they're still smoking this kind of stuff. Mm. I mean that on doesn't region, look no. shit. On, on the road. Uh, so yeah, this was uh, the area of Ranpark. Um, we don't have to give the exact location. Yeah, it's exact not Snitch on the oaks. But, those, but no, it says this is the, the park
4: tank. <laughs> and that doesn't look bad. Look, there's this doesn't some seeds. bad. There's
3: some purple heads here, there's some decent heads here. I mean this. It looks is not tight, eh? Like, like, there's Actually, some seed there, of course.
4: But it I looked mean, deceptively shit while it was in the packets. Spoke about
1: packaging, so. It looked deceptively
4: shit, but now it looks much nicer.
3: Look, yeah, they always stack those little bags. You're gonna get high, no matter yeah. what, like, don't even put it down. And the, end of the, the
4: day it. look, there's some seeds.
1: Yeah, look, there. And if you're yeah, learning seeds, to grow, yeah. use all of these seeds to mess around. With. Don't mess around with seeds that you paid 350 bucks for, yeah. you know? Mm. Yeah.
3: Made yeah, yeah. That's,
1: that's the rank tank that we got, so, yeah?
0: How much was this? And how many grams is there pretty much? You pay for something like that, I think.
1: It's a gram.
0: Probably like two, two and a half, maybe three grams. So like 10 Rand a gram, hey? Yeah. Versus, and what would you say that that over there is, compared if we had to compare the two, bro? Like, let's compare, is this like 100 Rand a gram next door to it? No, it's... No. What's next door to it, like? 50 yeah. rand a gram? 60 yeah. bucks.
7: 50,
0: 60 bucks a gram. Okay. <laughs> do you have anything that's a 100 rand a gram? Maybe
7: this. It's a no, is that even now?
6: There's something inside here. Oh, yeah. i let's the stack them up, Bruce. Like let's
0: like do like a price charger. <laughs> <okay. That> is <laughs> this is Bruce. Go, this man. is Bruce Weedfield. Welcome to 420. Two this is
3: the one. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, the price
5: aggression.
0: It's what we're dealing with here, Dan. Uh, right.
4: No, dealing is the wrong word, Buzz. <laughs> 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 what are we staring at in the face here? I <laughs> know. It's just some stinky
3: that I'm just having my little <laughs> jar. Mm. I was gifted, yeah. Lucky. That
2: Pitch. just looks marvelous. So, that
3: one. <clears throat> your level of,
2: kind of pay grade is
3: right. Thing. I mean, like. Yeah, right price,
2: yeah.
3: Well, and not, no, don't. No, when I say pay grade, that's actually bullshit because at the end of the day you can grow whatever you want. You yeah. don't, yeah. that, it's not depicted on how much you earn or what level you're at or what class or whatever. You can grow dank. You can grow shit weed. It doesn't matter. Just learn how to grow weed and you can grow it. Yeah,
4: we got four different pass points here.
0: So what, like 10, 30, 40, 60, 80, 120
3: Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. Literally pretty much. I mean, that's. I think that's what I you're doing. I also think
1: often the guys at the ranks don't know necessarily how good. yeah it's always different sometimes it's cuck sometimes it's. remember they it yeah. in a different way it's been yeah. it's been
3: a prohibitive a
1: prohibitive a prohibitive to way
3: mind. of selling weed but they have to put in a small bag it's smash good. into a tiny bag and like give it up to the people you know it has to be a quick deal it can't be something where they're preserving buds now it's more about for this kind of weed here it's just about getting it to the person as discreetly as possible mm. okay. cost-effectively that's oh, not no, bad. That hasn't and been. Because they don't in want to get sand. hidden. I mean, they don't want to get fucking caught. Caught, exactly. Yeah. So you want to, like, this is like a real sly hand o- hand the bag over type thing where this boat over here and this boat, you can see, they're not compressing it, they're not, you know, losing the integrity of the boat. Yeah.
2: That one definitely looks like the 120 though, on the far left. Mm. <laughs> this one. Yeah. There's a clear difference With other doubts.
1: So, yeah.
0: So, Dale, that was dope. Good to see what's out right. on the streets in there. Good initiative,
4: Dale.
1: Yes. Thank you. Cool.
4: We look forward to more. Bring yeah.
1: it and, <laughs> and I suppose each week we'll check out different areas and, and how the guys are looking on the streets. Yeah. The so and maybe it'll be
0: wonderful yeah. to maybe see a school, Bruce. the guys
1: score, are ways of scoring like, much more expensive, but weed, you know, just mm. because it's a, a more expensive area, for example. Or
0: yeah. maybe it's the other way around. Maybe you find, like, some in. No, oh, for five rand a gram <laughs> buy the oak out <laughs> checkers bag full hey? it's like a lucky patch never know hey guys uh, please like share sub- subscribe hashtag hotbox show on the socials pretty please remember to vote in this week's zoll poll the weed mm. has got me tripping already guys uh in this week's cbdnn the theme is very much hemp this evening. Uh, I know we go on about CBD and all that, but it very much has its place in this world. So our first topic, though, is essay on the global legalization (laughs) rate. So the legalization of cannabis is a hot topic worldwide. Uh, With the US leading the way, uh, most of the world's stronger countries are among the nations that are now looking forward to legalizing this formally with 33 states legalized in North America. Guys, 33 states, I think that's more than half. (laughs) Uh, We are prompted to wonder what countries are next to legalize cannabis in 2021. So before you guys cheat and look at the exam results there, (laughs) what countries do you guys think are legalizing next?
1: Sure. Um, I think
3: it's Thailand or one of the Southeast Thailand. Asian countries. No way, country. bro. I don't, sorry, I don't think Thailand yeah. would be doing, doing, a full,
1: doing
2: a Really? The With their climate, oh. though, will they be able yeah. to go for it? Quite possibly. Get that growing in particular areas because it's probably really, it's really humid there, yeah. isn't it? Rainy season, like oh, yeah, so, like so much humidity is just beyond rain yeah. like mm.
3: like, Thai sticks. Where's I mean, yeah, Thai sticks I would guess are from Thailand or I don't know. I don't know where the regional tactics come from. Asia, <laughs> Asia. I'm not sure. I'm not definitely of Asia, but whereabouts?
1: maybe Morocco.
5: So you
0: say or Thailand or Morocco or Nigeria. Yeah. Where do you think legalizing next?
2: I think in Africa. Africa Are you right, to Africa? Yeah, yeah. I make in Africa. So probably looking like at, at the lateral regions, because that's where I feel like also the, how they look at THC will be a lot different, because they'll grow it there, and at that high latitude, they'll be able to, um, you know, mitigate the type of, or curtail the type of, like, legislation against them. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe Kenya?
5: Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: I feel like that's, it's just the legislation all the other infrastructure and stuff, but that's my go. So I think. I think Africa. Africa. Mm. Mm. Dan? I'm, I'm, if Same, eh? Africa Africa's definitely the up and coming mm. place that's gonna,
3: yeah, mm. let, it, let it happen sooner.
4: Yeah. Mm. Okay, Joe. I'm just going to, because I did a little bit of research into oh. this today. <clears throat> so I know Morocco is busy with something. I know that Barbados is, they've been legal since 2019. They're trying to do something with the stock market. So instead of um, corporates and, and all the people, all the money, sort of making more money off of cannabis, they want to put it on the stock market so that people could that citizens can buy shares and also contribute and, and sort of empowered themselves through the cannabis commu- um, industry, which is pretty cool. Uh, so there, there was that. I can't remember the rest. Okay. Do we have any more
0: other votes in the House? Who do you guys think are legalizing next, eh? Sure.
3: Ricky says Morocco with a carb model only in the Riff Valley. <laughs> yes. They make a lot of good hash out there, so we can be
1: thankful. Tiago Flores
3: also says Kenya. Ghana. Ghana. New York is set for legalization soon.
0: Charles, I heard you- saying morocco there
7: yeah morocco i read but uh, only partially you know, mm. in one valley but that what's interesting is that morocco wants to do a hub system similar to what fields of green have in their manifesto okay which is the first time i see that anywhere else in the world
0: that's very interesting i think the weed world's going to get a whole lot smaller yeah. and bigger at the same time hey? <laughs> so the, the ones that came up uh, were mexico israel but Israel's always been low-key doing weed things. Yeah. Mm. South Africa got a mention, as well as the Dhaka couple. Uh, Jules and Myrtle got a very lovely mention in the article. We put the link uh, in the description. And then Luxembourg, of all places, you would never think that. Brazil. Yeah. I didn't hear anyone here say anything for South America. You would think everyone would be gangbusters mm-hmm. for South America. We've got Mexico and Brazil. You
4: sure. Okay.
0: And then they say there's high hopes for a bunch more, though. But other than South Africa, no other mentions of Africa, <laughs> except for Morocco.
4: Yeah, yeah. but I think agree? that info came out like literally three days after that first article that we were looking at.
2: Yeah. I think with Africa, it's also about where they're at right now with what they need. So how are they going to look at the plant, you know? And what, is, what are the like, type of like, systems that are in place now that are going to stimulate the people who are already farming? Mm. I think that's what's awesome about it as well that like lots of people need employment and it's a very labor absorbing type of industry, mm-hmm. agriculture, so you get a lot of that type of like employment based, you yeah. know, thing, yeah. so in other countries maybe it's not that demand, maybe that's not what their like economy needs, but in Africa that's what, that's why I said Africa, it's because like it needs these certain type of things. Well, it can make jobs. Exactly. Yeah. Job and job's one thing Africa needs. And exactly. the well. value chain
3: of jobs as yes. well. Yes. So exactly. There's a integration the up or down, both ways. but jobs beyond.
0: Means. Yeah, we spoke exactly. about this last. Li- uh, did we speak about this last week? Uh, we may have there was something like three hundred and twenty one thousand cannabis jobs created in the US, which was very interesting.
4: Yeah, I remember that conversation. Yeah. Ish. Yeah.
0: But the, the one that made so these are all also very I do need to like sort of emphasize here, yeah, sort of note they, these are all very sort of hemp and medical. None of these already balls out recreational yet.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, Morocco-ish, the one that made the most interesting news was Portugal, though, because they had, they've not just said, uh, you know, it's happening. They've actually set the price. They've standardized the price for medical marijuana in Portugal. Uh, for something that's about 18% THC, it works out to about 10 euros a gram. <laughs> well, so they're <clears throat> that
3: they're it on the THC content.
0: Must be production content. Maybe there's a THC limit. They don't speak about it so much in the story, but either way, they've said this is the yeah, price. An an that. Yeah, and that's,
1: it. Oh, that's okay. the
0: price. <coughs>
2: it's quite expensive. Is it though?
1: Because I've I've travelled for medicine. For, for medicine, medicine. Oh, be- medicine. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I've no, travelled in Europe. and On the streets, you're paying a lot more than that. Uh, for uh, for medical
6: in stuff. America, it's about seven or eight dollars a gram. That's much where the, cheaper. Where the recreational, you will pay about the same. $10, $15 a gram. I mean, there's guys selling hates for like $100.
0: Yesterday.
6: So, it goes crazy. But yeah, it's about the going rate for Amsterdam even as well. ten to 17 euro a gram.
0: Easy. Yeah. So, uh... The real reason. So this is all. I, I bring this up because this is all hempish. But we're gonna get to the meat of the hemp thing, though. This, that's, this is why we've got FIVO yet. Uh, there was a story that went round on High Times. Um, Humboldt County uh, have made quite a considerable name for itself in California, across the U.S. for cannabis enthusiasts as a mecca for growing and cultivating cannabis in the early days of medical legalization and even before. Everyone who knows Humboldt knows Humboldt guys. These are the OGs of weed growing in the USA. They say now, though, um, the county has made a bold move, permanently banning all outdoor c- cultivation of low-THC hemp. So long story short, these guys have said, you, we know that hemp's sort of getting through the door before everything else, but whoa, stop it. We actually don't want hemp in our area because it's going to affect our crops. So take your hemp and sack." Mm. Effectively, and that's now been passed as a thing. Mm. So, you're not allowed to grow hemp outdoors. Effectively, if you want to grow hemp, you need to go get yourself a Gavita or a Luxor or whatever. <laughs> <I'm
4: laughs> grow yeah. <laughs> indoor.
0: How much a gram for that hemp? That'll be the most expensive socks in the fucking world. Yes. <laughs>
2: yes. could make one shirt out of you
0: So, as a you know, you've done your thing. You, you're more learned than me by a mile regarding him, particularly in the Eastern Cape and that, though. Is this something we need to potentially worry about locally with guys that say, whoa, I'm growing some dank here. Mm. How are we going to deal with things like this? Because this is more than just a tree hanging over your neighbor's wall mm. now.
2: Yeah, I think it's very, it's very complex, like, how you look at it. So, if you look at it in, like, terms of the biophysical stuff in the Eastern Cape and you look at uh, wind tunnels... So basically which way the wind normally travels. Then you could maybe look at like a regional type of development plan where you regionalize it. But there's obviously there's been stories about uh, hemp pollen traveling intercontinental, you know, like, eight, like 500 kilometers type of stuff. Yes. So this type of, that's why the industry, need, like it's hard to look at things super holistically because everyone needs to be on board. So I feel like cross-pollination in these type of hemp farms is something that has to be, seen to whilst it's being done so something that mustn't be done prior to the discussion that needs to happen on a national scale with people of the knowledge from the parties so the reason why i particularly picked the eastern cape was based on its kind of biophysical data and its socioeconomic data so the need for it to challenge employment the need for it to address sustainable housing the need for a whole bunch of things uh, affordable medicine education, jobs, employment. And then the biophysical data being it's got fertile grounds. So this that's the reason why I chose that area and that's something that like I obviously found in the research to be a successful avenue. So this type of like topic, like I never actually you know that's how that's how like narrow minded you can get when you do research sometimes. You get such tunnel vision on your topic, there's a huge different lateral way to think about it. Like cross pollination and what that does for people who are growing as well for their family and as well for their small businesses. Or stuff. their
0: cash crop, bro. Yeah. Exactly. Because exactly. I think there's a lot of guys in Eastern Cape who already make a buck of wheat. Yeah,
1: because like like the or Triangle, Eastern Capes are very well known for yeah, It's a huge ground. part of their informal economy. Yeah, let's just yeah. say that. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> but I mean,
3: a hemp field next to the fields of ganja that are growing in the Transkei is not going to make much difference at the moment because they are not, as far as we all know, they don't remove males much in the fields of, say, your cash cropped ganja, where okay. hemp, essentially, they don't want hemp in, in, in Humboldt, we're, we're, sorry, wherever it was. Humboldt yeah, Humboldt, yeah. Because of that reason, right? Because of they just don't, they, they just don't really want to, bring it. They to, your to. sea
4: levels down. But there we
3: go, and that's going to push out pollen a lot easier because you have these millions of plants. So for them, it matters. For the guys in Transkaya, yes, put it out there, but it's, uh, I mean, well, what's going to happen is going to water down the genetics on their side completely. Yes. Yeah. it will destroy males on 100
2: hectares. Mm. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah. the, what's interesting about having males in, it, in the like, ecosystem is that it provides the, the protein, provides mm-hmm. the pollen, and that helps the, you know, sustainable, the overall health mm-hmm. and immune system of bees, and all different types of pollinating ecosystem agents. So that's kind of where my research looked at it. I looked at it agroecologically, so how it revitalizes the soil and bioremediates the soil. So a proposition put forth was one of the mines in the Eastern Cape um, extracts heavy metal soils. So if you use hemp to revitalize the soil, it just leads to that expression of the mineral in the leaf. So then you don't use that leaf for anything, use it for industrial purposes, and at the same time you rehabilitate mines for agriculture for um, another type of use. So, and then with the white pollen, it helps with bees. So it helps them basically have um, seasonal pollen, because what happens is hemp uh, actually releases pollen at the time when other pollinating crops die. So it helps the overall stability of seasonal pollen growth. So, they actually did the study in New York and Colorado where they did the study on different agri ecosystems and planting rows of hemp. And they found that when those pollinating crops died, hemp released its pollen. And bees were able to actually maintain better health and all different pollinating ecosystem agents. So, that's like where my research was actually touched me the most, right? Like, I really have a firm belief in the energy efficiency side of the projects, mm-hmm. but knowing that by itself, it's a formidable plant in the ecosystem, bioremediates releases a lot of oxygen, stores a lot of carbon, um, not water demanding, these type of things, natural pesticides and stuff, and they're even doing a lot of things with terpenes, where they're isolating terpenes to be an anti-mosquito spray, or anti-pesticides. That's beautiful. So all of this is like showing that it's got its resilience and it's got its place, but these type of questions you bring up are for like, you know, you really have to have everyone on board and you need to know what you're doing as well, like you say, watering down genetics and stuff, yep. people aren't going to be happy mm-hmm. well, and well, maybe we want to happy. eating. You've got some guy who's sitting yeah,
4: trying to breed the super, super, yeah. super, so super then, fire something. But then are, are we, we
1: being selfish just thinking about the sensimilia that we're trying to grow?
0: Are we the ones on the wrong side of the yeah, fence? Yeah, that's yet?
1: what I'm
0: saying, yeah. Uh, Is it our fault?
2: <laughs> we're
1: actually growing <clears> nice amounts of hemp much so better for the environment than mm-hmm. thinking about our small-scale
0: crops.
2: It depends With if it gets a large-scale, maybe. Yeah.
1: Mm, with nice
0: it well. being
3: large scale, with, with what you're saying, would it, where would be the most ideal place then to grow him? Because if it's going to be that way where 500 kilometers, are you joking? I mean, that's...
4: That's far. No, you know, our country can be <laughs> in the sense <laughs> you can literally go 500 yeah. kilometers anywhere,
3: yeah. and you could possibly uh, yeah, reach the border. and yeah. you drive so that far you for all? holiday. put a hemp field <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the fucking South Africa just and you grow you it do and, do it, do and it, poise really? both anyway at once, we're literally going to screw the whole entire country's um, informal growing... Yeah.
4: Craft cannabis Plus community. The people, yeah. Yeah, the people that grow year, for the, you know, on the side of the road, they grow their yeah. plant.
3: Not that it's good, it's good, it's going to,
6: like we said, it's going to water it down. Mm. But they keep the seed for next year. So they Are you influencing their crop with this low TSC, Lower grade, just, lower just grade. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know, and maybe even a varietal that makes wispy bud for seed making. Because that's what I see now in my discim seed. It like just it grows this funny little calyx, and you can see it's just made for seed making. Yeah, it's a seed plant. Uh, so once that cross-pollinates, I mean, what's that guy in the valley gonna do with all of the next season seed? He's gonna have to chuck it.
3: So I'm saying, so would they, where would the best, most ideal place in South Africa be? Something that goes off from true. land to offshore winds, basically, You'll have to yeah. work on something, something, something that's pulling it away to the Asia ocean. in the Western
2: Cape. will have to grow feminized. But there's already such a competition amongst farmland there. And now would the pollen that it's putting out, no, it doesn't eat it, pollen. It do do no, well, but there's, now there's, now it's the also pollen. the scale of hemp that you grow. I think mm-hmm. how much pollen's released. Because if you have like a hemp farm that's built in a different type of like um, like it has like a demarcated zone, so in like a mm-hmm. region, you'll have like within the sub region you'll have people who grow hemp for hemp people who grow for bioplastics, people who grow for animal feed. So then the people who are growing, it depends at what time they're growing and how big the space is. I think. I don't know. It depends how much pollen there's in there. Because mm. there's a whole bunch of mm. other shit we don't Maybe there's of.
0: things, maybe there's things that we don't even think about. Maybe there's a show for guys at like the Weed Monsanto that speak about this deeply, and maybe they're already breeding something that's got pollen like me. It runs out of puff at just fifty meters. That it's ideas. so thick it can only get so far. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> what are they doing? Because
6: they all also release pollen. the other yeah. farmers that's growing these, like, uh, you know, in- intellectually uh, protected uh, strains that's been made mm. and other bread all made in a lab. So what are these those farmers doing to control pollen?
0: Or who want to protect their pollen?
6: Because, I mean, if you've got oh. one seed company and a couple of kilometers down the road one pit there is, is farming farm. the other seed variety, both growing millies, mm. But I mean, uh, or But, yeah. but it's so entrenched that they just keep buying seed? They don't care about Ooh, what's pollinated river, because they know they have to buy a new seed. You know, that's not well, the other thing to oh, buy a feminized hemp seed, which is probably <laughs> the silliest thing you can make, but I mean, that's one way to secure no pollen in the air. But on a thousand hectares, who's going to walk it? But you want the seed. Somebody needs to in invent a pollen system. Maybe you
2: genetically modify the hemp plant. So that the male plant doesn't have enough reproduction cells to actually, in, like, you know, yeah, uh, like kind of copulate. Unuterant. <laughs> yeah, like it really got it. they do that with the they hyperaccumulator do. properties of the plant, so they actually genetically modified so that it absorbs more of the heavy metals. We're gonna do Ricky, and that's that's how they genetically modify things. They minimize seed shattering as well. And stuff like that so genetic modification in plants is something that i'm so, sure but, like like do we huge huge want
4: one center messing with our with the hemp mm-hmm. or is it okay they can mess with the hemp as long as they leave a duck well, herb, well right? then
2: yeah then the sensor miller strains aren't affected, so everyone wins in a way except maybe the plants so maybe then that's the difference of our perspective you know but I if they, they change the to
4: plant understand. to what you were saying where it draws more mm-hmm. metal out then that's still good for the planet it is it is, it is. There's a rabbit hole, no, yeah, rabbit As long as I don't buy hole. that dank at no rank. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh, before we get into our special high five guest this evening, I've got a couple of questions, though, that were brought up before the show. So, the argument for hemp is v- pretty much one. Everyone's like, oh, we all agree on hemp. So, it's like, it's so moot that no one really gives a fuck in a way, you know. But how do you think hemp could be more vocal in the, the cannabis thing now? Because... For for him to move forward, we all need to now start moving forward, because it's holding us all back. Hemp's got as far as it can get. There's so much more room for it, you know. But how can hemp be more vocal in this, you know? Mm, how well. can it participate more? I don't know. Because yeah. where's where's hemp? You know, everyone's saying recreational, medicinal, but the hemp thing's so passive.
2: Mm. I I think it's it's catching up with the momentum. Mm. And at the same time, it's what I find is important about it and what I see as being it's like connection is it's intersection with socioeconomic opportunities and industrial reduced embodied energy products. So that's why in my research I focused on four products, hempcrete, textiles, bioplastics, and biofuel. So what I did was I looked at the carbon footprint of those specific industries, like the construction industry is the most carbon intensive Industry in the in the in our country, and that's because it has its uh, carbon footprint in its construction phase. We were speaking about this earlier, mm-hmm. and in its its operational stage, it uses a lot of energy because it uses electricity. But if you substitute that with substitute that with hempcrete, mm-hmm. it's a carbon neutral product because it releases so much oxygen. All the uh, carbon is put and then it becomes something that is you know has reduced embodied energy. So I think the intersection of how it can address labour absorption. Downstream value added chains, this whole ecosystem that can be created, this industry um, with distribution, logistics, retail, marketing, like insurance, hemp insurance, all of these people can become part of the ecosystem that helps generate a lot of downstream jobs. Exactly. And then the aggregate, like the environmental side of it as well. So I feel like it's vocality, how it's going to come into the mainstream, let's say is through this kind of like intersection right of how it's going to address multiple things in different areas so yeah that that's kind of like my angle into what i think is going to make it um a more like sustainable type of crop
0: mm-hmm. yeah and then uh, my last sort of question about this is this is the thing i get the most i meet oats and they go hemp 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 they say yeah man but you know what you should do you should just take all those swazi pips and all these rank dang pips, and grow them close together, and there's hemp already. But can you do that? Is there a difference?
2: Yeah, the, I think the difference comes in what agronomic practice you use. So if you space them far apart, if you space them close together. So that that type of, like, how you're going to grow the plants. So if you want to grow um, fiber plants, you put them all close together so that they grow taller. And by being taller together, you get a longer stem that's... Mm-hmm more fib fiber mm-hmm. and then with herd it's the same but with seed you want to se- separate them so it's looking at like genetics as well like i like what your guys's manifesto says where it's looking at it upstream getting genetics or downstream i like that type of approach right because that's where you say vertical and horizontal mm-hmm. and that type of idea um yeah. so i think growing them all together is something I've, I've actually think is like worth it right growing a whole bunch of different things together but it comes with a lot of different avenues for thought that I think mm-hmm. um, I personally probably haven't been able to see. Yet it comes from more experience of people in the industry that know about different things. But at the same time, you know, if you're growing it for a specific way, I think it will suit that need. If you're growing it for another way, it will suit that need. If you're growing it for animal feed, you can just grow it, mm-hmm. right? Anything that it needs to be. And then, like, it, could, it actually helps with cattle. So there's something that they do in their isolate CBG. It helps with uh, Staphylococcus aureus* disease. That's a livestock gut health we've had a problem with. Mm. So that's another way that like it addresses so many different avenues.
4: And land racers seem to be doing really well with levels of CBG. <laughs> mm. So it's good to just have it growing up in the fields, the cows can just eat it straight off. Yeah,
2: exactly. All other animals as well. Maybe yeah. they just munch it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Helps it. them like get better than <laughs> everyone who eats meat. I, don't I think know the why,
4: cannabis community different. just, we, there's a little bit of a uh, when it comes to hemp. And I do believe we need to get the fuck over ourselves.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, it's so disruptive, but not, but guys, if anything, it's interesting. Yeah. You know? Um, Before we get on to this week's high five guest, uh, I'm really looking forward to having him on the show. He's been with us for ages. Uh, I think he's going to help me really devil's advocate the next bit, the bit out of this next story. Uh, This was a very low key story, but it was so damn interesting. Um, Research shows that genetically high CBD hemp plants are mostly
5: marijuana.
0: So what happened is these oaks did a 23 and me type thing at this College of Biological Sciences at the Bell Museum. What they effectively did is all this hemp now that's being produced for CBD, because there is an undeniable demand for this, they thought, let's actually test it. Let's see how hemp is this hemp. How much hemp do you think the CBD hemp actually is? If you were to say on a scale of dank to hemp, how much is hemp and how much is Dankdale? Dale? In all the CBD hemp. Let's well, do some mathematics. Mathematics. <laughs> Not 60 and 80, bro. No. Okay. 42%. Yeah, forty. Yeah. 42.0. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, it's dank or hemp? I think it's dank. Okay. It's, it's dank. It's all the same.
1: Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's lankish dank. It's need okay. You need the content out of the flower. Okay. Which makes it dank to me.
0: Fever, how much do you think this, 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 this current
2: hemp is hemp? Dank hemp. I think, I think it goes back to what the plant came from. It all came from one plant. Yeah, right? a So it has the same mil- genetic molecular structure and stuff. It just expresses itself differently. So I think it's mostly the same because it mostly looks the same. The phenotypes of hemp and the phenotypes of like other sat- like sativa plants or whatever look the same. Like, I mean, if you don't get a well-trained eye to go look in there, they'll be like, there's no difference, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, so it's, it's more closely wound than other types of trees, like, I mean, other types of, like, flora, like acacias, and all different types of plants. They have these different, like, things that show it's distinct. Mm. And this one doesn't have, like, a little white spot of or orange leaf, you know? The different I I, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it hasn't got an extra, like, yeah. wide thing going out. It seems to be the same type of plant that's growing. Um, so that's when it comes down to I think like legalities and differentiation and what people want to let happen in the industry and what people don't like the THC limit, like this type of conversation, you know what how they define hemp, how they define uh, marijuana, but then it's both called cannabis.
1: But Jules would so have said DACA
0: is daca.
2: Yeah.
0: We're all preaching to the choir this yeah. This is like just... an echo chamber. We but let's let's not forget hemp has always gone to great effort to say, whoa Whoa! Yeah, yeah. That's just my this cousin. It, <laughs> that's just my cousin. I'm not sold. That's just my cousin. It's safety for certain people. They, <laughs> so,
3: let, they refer to hemp as like the... Yeah, what's the answer? The so soft saver. The, yeah. yeah, the soft form. The yeah. soft the soft, you know version of it. So
0: these guys 23 and meet the whole thing. It is 90% marijuana. Yeah. Of this hemp, mm-hmm. they saw to bring in that CBD that quickly. It's 90% bang. They've just been hempified. Yeah. yeah. Re hempified. 10% of
1: it is hemp. <laughs> yeah, it's only 10%, 10% hemp. On How did they separate that even? How yeah. did on they
6: come the genome, to genome? They it? checked out the genome and They did mm-hmm. genetic mm-hmm. testing
0: all the way down. they 23 and need it, bro. Like you send in the swab and they check your history. Okay. Okay. They tell you oh, oh, this bro. and that. So there you go. <laughs> you see, it
3: is. There we go. It, it is It is what it is. I mean, you can't look at a CBD plant and th- or a hemp plant and say that's not weed. And you can't say that it's not dank, and you can't say that it's not anything, because if it's this big, they look the fucking same, like you're saying. There's no Mm -hmm. differential at all. So, Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Yeah, but that was highly interesting. The
6: federal limit, yeah, they're referencing the 0.3%, but now the uh, percentage is like 0.8, almost 1%. So, this year, we'll see what happens in America with the new crops coming out, because a lot of the farmers were hitting (laughs) 0.8%. growing in hot but only at 0.8 you know and that's like mm-hmm. double the recommended ratio but now at least they have a option instead of just destroying so we'll see what happens with the new regulations but yeah it's just I can see it here it says um, farmers running a risk of uh, you know growing a hot hemp basically anything above 0.3% THC
8: yeah
2: I see the European Union made it one percent yeah, Whoa, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: 0.1. Honestly, it feels like we're all putting a lot of effort into splitting hairs with it. But that's yeah. why we're going to have Ricky Stone to talk mm. to us about this. Please remember to vote in this week's poll. Who's farming who? We're farming weed. Weed's farming us. A big thank you to our guest. Uh, Ricky?
3: Are you in? Hello.
0: <laughs> so, guys, Ricky is an yes. old friend of the show and a staunch legalization activist. Uh, good to
9: see you, Ricky. Hey guys, how's it man? Good yeah. thanks to you. Yeah. Great, great. Good to be here again. Yes. Always good Familiar to see
0: face. you. Good. So Ricky, has there been anything interesting happening in the local hemp
9: or Eastern Cape scene? Oh buzz, I think it's been buzzing, excuse the pun, for quite a while, eh? Um, and I guess that's that's why we're having to do so much hard work on uh together with amaPondo farmers because what government got uh, now speaking about and having workshops around... how am a Pondo farmer signing up to participate in the hemp program, right? Um, so I guess I probably should have started off like this and only do say that I must qualify what I'm about to say. I'm no uh, phytologist uh, or ethnobotanist. I'm a mere lawyer. Um, and that will always be the perspective that I add to the party, right? So, perhaps where I could start, even, Buzz, is is where you, you ended off with that article, right? And I think that, from a legal and regulatory point of view, sums it up pretty much, right? The focus has been and continues to be around cannabinoids, individual chemical compounds, instead of around a plant. So... I'm very happy to come into the show after hearing what Fivo said. I'll dig to link up with you, Bruce, and figure up some of that amazing work. 100%.
2: 100%.
9: But hemp is not a plant, right? It's a word Hmm. or rather a phrase to describe the industrial use of cannabis and the industrial uses. Um, And I guess that is the, the bigger challenge. I mean, we're... Fortunately, I got to listen to the show, but so I heard uh, Dan speaking about how we, well, where do we plant hemp then? You know, if, as FIVO says, it can travel for 500 kilometers. Modestly, in the submission we put together for the UMZIMBUBO Farmer Support Network on the Cannabis for Private Purposes Bill, we referred to a Spanish uh, few articles there from the Spanish government issuing a warning uh, to their nation for allergies for pollen coming from cannabis in Morocco, right? Now that's exactly. traveling across the Mediterranean Ocean, 26 miles or 40 kilometers. And that is quite a distance in the valleys of Amapondo. So if you now are introducing imported hemp varieties into that climate and uh, region, right, of, of traditional land cannabis, we're in for a shit show, man, really. Um, and I believe we'll see what happened in Swaziland happening in the Amapondal very quickly, and we, we will lose that real indigenous knowledge and, and cultural heritage, and, and probably and I, maybe I'll end off here before you want to ask me a question, is we'll lose some of the DNA of, of cannabis, right? Um, those land races that have been growing in this country for a very long time. I think the um, research from the University of Free State has, has shown that the potential of the Amapondo cannabis really does come from um, the, the full, very full spectrum of the cannabinoid profile that it has, particularly its terpenes. And fortunately, you know, government is seeing that, uh, at least in the Eastern Cape province. I mean, the premier vocally says Mercedes-Benz in this London imports tons of hemp a year to create door panels for the C-Class Merc. Right? Why aren't we bringing that from 300 kilometers away in the Amaponda Nation, the former TransStar? And I, I think that that's it, really. You know, what we need to do is use all cannabis for whatever purpose you want to use it for. So. You can't tell me that you cannot use that Amapondo um, land-raised cultivar for industrial purposes. Come on, yes, they have been using it for hundreds of years for animal bedding. The chickens lie on it, the dogs lie on it, the cattle eat it. Um, I've been to deep villages where they even do use fiber to make cordage and and, and rope to a degree, you know. Uh, so the industrial purposes of that land-raised crop are already known, and, and they use fiber by those people to a lesser degree. So I think that's really where we have to get at. You've got to treat cannabis as an agricultural commodity, right, as a plant, and then regulate it further at the end of the spectrum, depending on what use you want to use it for, and and give the farmer of the cannabis the choice to farm what he or she wishes um, according to whatever their end use and end desire of, of that um, cultivar might be so to show our government because they, they do like pictures as we all know um, and physical things like pictures we are now busy creating some hempcrete products and other kind of products out of biomass, out of the the land race coming out of the Andropondor to show something tangible hang on guys, we don't need to be bringing in imported varieties from China and elsewhere in Europe we can use the landrace in amapondo as biomass. And we can also harp it up a bit and, and take off the, the CBD and, and other cannabinoids beforehand, right? Exactly.
4: Use the full spectrum of the whole plant.
9: That's it, Joe. And that, that's where we have to get to, you know. And I'm sure you guys are probably sticking to your time and your hour. I'm looking at my clock, here, yeah. So I'll probably... Should, um, um, clothes if you still want to do other things how much time do i have left bro? as much
4: time as so you want
9: for hours about this <laughs> well okay, let me are- let, let me try and make a point
0: there before because joe's got an excellent comment here um do you think that people are going to start fighting over the the genetic property so do you think that people are going to have rights mm-hmm. to protect their genetics specifically let's say land races or whatever or even let's say a corporate moves in and they do act inadvertently pollinate someone's crop and they say no those babies still kind of belong to us you know it was my stud Mm -hmm. do you think people are going to have issues with this going forward
9: oh that is a whole nother rabbit hole man intellectual property around plants and, and fungi I think we're seeing it playing out right now in the in the psilocybin space, right, and, and a lot of the profiteering there from ancient and indigenous knowledge, and obviously it's happened to cannabis for how long, right? So Durban poison is a clear case. Um, an example, how many uh, Western and European companies have profited off of those uh, very ancient uh, heirloom genetics and not, uh, to my knowledge, one cent has ever flowed back to the holders of that that knowledge, right? Um, And perhaps this is actually, I think I've spoken about on a previous show, the the real danger of the the IKS Act, or it used to be called the Bill, but now it's actually law, we're just waiting for regulation. But that's the Indigenous Knowledge Systems Act, and that then will give governments and uh, big pharma, I guess, and the holders of the indigenous knowledge the ability to patent and to seek intellectual... Uh, Property protection for their genetics and I must say that that is a dangerous game I mean it's played out very recently Not even with cannabis as a plant but just even co2 as an extraction methodology, so um, The plant uh, is at risk, but I know it will win and I know this because we many uh, nations of the world are party to the Nagoya protocol right which already protects Um, landrace and and ancient cultivars and the legacy that comes with it Um, because if you can show that for more than 30 years this has belonged there much like palmer ham can only be called palmer when it comes from palmer and champagne if it comes from champagne in france right that already actually is protected in law um so part of 2021 for me is to pursue that through the international channels you know because we often speak, and there's lots of talk in South Africa, of course there is, around cannabis and the government. I mean, for years now, they've been saying, state of the nation addresses and premiers going on, but there's so much talk and no action. But we find that you can get action if you speak in the international sphere and invoke then even the international law. If you're in breach of international law, then um, you can be rained down upon. So yes, man, the land race genetics the world over are already protected, we should look to India for example, where the local farmers, they have have called their government and and lobbied and advocated so successfully that they've got a bar on importation, a moratorium on importation of seed into the country until government and the people understand the genetic resource and biodiversity that they already have. Um, And that's where we need to get to in South Africa. I can promise you we will get there soon.
4: So we've got a good comment on Facebook from Denzel. He says hemp seeds should be guaranteed female seeds. That way, it won't mess with or pollinate the land races and the cash crop of the rural people. Fems only. So feminized hemp seeds, yeah. Why not? Why not? Hmm.
9: Interesting. Yeah, I'll I'll defer to what Fibo says there and and other experts. <clears throat>
0: uh uh, ricky before we let you go is there anything we should be paying attention to or keeping our eye on in terms of the hemp or even the local legalization scene at the moment
9: yeah i guess what what we uh should be looking out for is what i get told at least every monday Wednesday, and friday i believe that this week government are going to publish regulations to deal with hemp right In terms of agricultural legislation, I say I cannot wait, but please don't hold your breath. Um, That, I guess, will be another opportunity for for those that enjoy um, objecting and and submitting comments to draft legislation. I guess to take the the cannabis discussion uh, a little bit further, right? But I think in closing, perhaps I I could hand over. Um, I've I've asked that a a short video clip, which, excuse the quality, but I recorded it off from my own phone. So last year I was part of, or I signed up, fortunately because of the people I met at Canatec, right, um, a free ticket to Global Hemp Day, which is a two-day uh, conference organized by View Group, which Steve D'Angelo, one of the greatest uh, activists in, in my view, um, founded, right? Um, and I've always accepted what Steve says, um, to be the truth, right? And I know that um, Captain Green, the late Julian Stobbs, had a lot of respect for Steve, right? And indeed, the night before he passed, Steve was on the show. Yes. So I would like us to take a moment and listen to what Steve D'Angelo had to say. At the end of 15 hours of speak about hemp, every single expert, botanist, ethnobotanist, biologist, Historian, businessman from Canada to Israel to Australia, um, and a few in between, right? What he had to say as his closing statement for me sums it up, and that's where I'd like to leave it. And then we can continue this debate uh, elsewhere in South Africa, and particularly through the courts if need be, because that's where we'll resort. Um, but at the end of the day, cannabis is a plant. Um, you can use industrial uses of it, medicinal uses. Adult use, spiritual use, cultural use, there's so many uses. We need to treat cannabis as a crop and then regulate it at the end of the spectrum. Um, and obviously, wherever it fits in, it, it will be regulated differently, if it needs to be regulated at all. So thanks, guys, for having me on the show. It's always a privilege. Uh, I try to find some super box so I could have one tonight. <laughs>
5: Cheers. Those always
9: made me feel like I was there on the couch. Not the couch anymore. I look forward to being we there wait in the studio you. In, yeah, you in person. Yes. Um, but, yeah, guys, sending lots of love from the Eastern Cape. Um, thanks for having me. And I'll tune back into the show and, and watch Steve's clip with the rest of you. Cool, man. Blaze
0: one for Jules, dude. Stay love
9: low. You forever. Always, brother, yeah, every you. night. Uh, mosaic, Jules' mosaic cookies are going so well. Cheers, guys.
0: Should insta insta your gram, dude. Have we got that lined up yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool man. High five there, Oxy johnty Rhodes, that stuff, I saw that. And thank you to Ricky, dude. Yeah, not even the sound of a bong bubbles mm-hmm. to fill the silence, eh? Just some noise. We need some ambience <laughs> Listening to the grass grow. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, vote in this week's old poll. Who's farming who? Weed's farming us. We are farming weed. Hmm. Lots of comments there. I see Oaks kicking off in the comments. Yeah, Oaks are even talking Margaret. about a spin-off show. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Fivo, before we tap you out and tap our other guests from the <laughs> evening in, any last thoughts or comments on hemp? You know more than most.
2: Well, I think that's debatable since it's all cannabis
0: now. No, <laughs> I think we did it, with you, No, you did a thesis and you've yeah, done your time, sure.
2: bro. For sure. Oh, yeah, Stone was at homework.
0: <laughs> mm, but dude, you got the you got the thing that that's on the wall that says you did it, bro.
2: Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't do it for that purpose. Yeah. So I guess. Uh, One thing I want to say is I'm really grateful for you guys being so welcoming. I think it's really, that's the one thing that's made me so um, attracted to this industry is that a lot of people look you in the eye and they're not wearing a tie. So it actually is a lot more human and that could be the plant's domestication of us. But I just want to say thanks to everyone. I'm very, very grateful for everyone um, inviting me. And yeah, I think one thing to remember is that um, the one thing that attracted me to hemp was not... Everyone lives Everyone lives life differently, right? And understanding perspectives is something that's very important. So what me, may mean something to someone means something else to someone else. And I think this type of conversation and what you guys are doing is where you liberalize these thoughts. And they're not held between lines. So... Yeah, thanks so much for having me. This so has been brilliant. Power Up, much love. Oh, thank great. you, thank you, thank you so much. Nice, bro. And should we
0: follow you anyway? Is there anything like that? Or you no, just... I'll be around. Like I'll you. be around. I don't okay, know,
2: cool. yeah. I haven't made the footprint just yet. I think this is the start. So hello world, hello you guys. We'll just the the seed planted see it. and it's gonna grow you now. Yeah, yeah. made a 420 yeah, exactly. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you yeah. so cool. much, guys. What are we
4: not gonna kill.
2: I'm gonna cruise, eh? Yeah. Cool, thank you.
0: Dale, will you tap out too, eh?
10: All right. I'd like to share if this is the right time. All right. So, you know, we, we, I opened this conference really with this very um, grandiose, but I think nonetheless possible vision of a world that fully embraced him. And in the course of the, of the conference, I think that, that what we saw was real proof that, that it is possible. This is something that can happen. But well, we also learned that it's not going to be easy, that it's a, a huge task in front of us. And, and you know, we're basically talking about completely transforming the industrial infrastructure of the entire world. So, of course, it's, it's a huge task. I think we'll get there, but I continue to be struck how prohibitionist attitudes continue to muddy our thinking, even our own thinking. So we've been talking a lot about hemp uh, here uh, in in the course of this conference, and we've learned about the arbitrary definition, the 0.3% or 2 percent or completely arbitrary definitions that have nothing to do with any kind of science or reality uh, at all. They are prohibitionist constructs. Um, And and at the same time, we we use these constructs in our language. So I, I suggest that we start thinking about it a little differently. Instead of thinking about these THC thresholds, let's think about what we actually do with the plant. Seems to me that we have consumable cannabis. Whether or not it has THC or CBD or any other cannabinoid or combinations of it, it is something we ingest and we put on our bodies, and it should have a certain set of regulations that go along with it. Then we have industrial cannabis. This is cannabis that we use to make things. should be a whole different kind of set of regulations and costs that go along with them. So I would suggest that we begin thinking about it, at least in our own minds and our own conversations this day, uh, now, with an eye towards really retiring this idea of, of making uh, decisions about what strain of hemp to grow on the basis of an arbitrary definition. If we are really, truly, talking about a raw material that can save this planet, then we should be making all of our choices on the basis of which strain of cannabis is most effective for the intended use, period, full stop. There shouldn't be any other consideration. So Mm
5: -hmm.
10: I would like to see the entire movement unite behind that goal. And remember it's one plant rope or dope. It's all one plant. (laughs) One plant.
5: Couldn't agree more.
3: I think we let Steve D have the last word. Do you guys have anything else? I think we're good. Thank you guys. He nailed it exactly with nothing to
4: say. Rope <laughs> or dope, yeah, it's the right. all the same plant. Yeah. Wise words. <laughs>
0: <laughs> boom, boom, just like that. Uh, guys, I'd like to say uh, a big thank you to our new guests this evening uh, Linda and Trenton from Chiba Africa. Thank you, thank you, thank I was you. very fortunate. And Joe, we went. And Shaul. And Myrtle. And you came. Hey, bro. Yeah, dude, yeah, well, nearly all of it. No. Delia was there forever. But <laughs> <laughs> we went to the Chiba Africa opening, and you still got a you still got a spot in for the where you are now having basically, I'm I'm going to say something stupid, but it is more than that Hogwarts
1: for stoners. Oh, dude,
7: t- a few people have said <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah,
1: we, yeah, might yeah. Just, we might just latch on to that. <laughs> <laughs> Get a badge made in a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs>
0: So, guys, thank you very much for joining us on the show. Uh, we're going to get straight into the meat of our next segment. We're going to be doing a lacquer shittle lit this evening. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at a nice, uh, what would you call it, a hash screen, a kef screen? A yeah,
3: it's, screen? A, it's a, basically it's a dry sifting screen. Yeah. Essentially, that's what they're doing. But just hold that. I think they so, this those. is courtesy
0: of Organic, Organic Herb SA. Uh, we're going to put the links and the emails and all that. Uh, but this thing runs what, like 390 bucks? Not even 420 bucks. And what is it then? And what? Why would I want one in my life? <laughs>
3: well, basically it's a silk screen. It's a it's a sifting screen, um, like bubble bags. Yeah. But instead of using water, you're just gonna use the screen to separate it from mechanical separation. So by scraping it, bouncing it, you know, doing different things to the bud, and what happens is the trichomes will break off and fall through the screen. These screens are probably about one thing. 110, is 110 microns, yeah. so...
0: And they say it's 24 by 40.
3: That would be... Well, this might
0: be a custom one, this, no, it's this more is like a, a
3: 40 by 40.
6: The new shape is the smaller
3: one. You can't this even see it on the camera, shape. so look if I just bring this up like 40 this. by 40.
0: Yeah, this is a nice big one.
3: So it's a stainless steel screen that they've put into a wooden frame. And, yeah, I mean, for the, for what it is, to get your hash and to get your dry sift out of it it's yeah. pretty good. It's, it's, very it's very Fritchim straightforward friction plus
0: gravity equals hash pretty exactly, much with yeah. these things because this is basically what Moroccans would do with things like goat stomachs and all that stuff in the day to separate trichomes from plant matter so this is mechanical hash now because mm. you know you get like
3: dabs and full mouth and this Non-solvent, as you would call it. This yeah. is a non-solvent method of making hash. I mean, you yeah. at the end, you get your dry sip, which is that... Cool.
0: We've got a lot more weed there to throw on this yeah, thing. Let's see if we sure can I'm make some. some. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: So, so what would we want to put on here? So, Dan, would I, let's say I've got some weed now. I've got some fresh bud. Can I throw fresh bud on this no, thing? No,
3: definitely not. You can't no. put fresh bud on. This has dry. to be dry, dry, dry. Okay. The, think about it. You've got such a small little hole to get the trichrome through that they have to break off of the plant. So the plant has to be dry. The trichromes have to be brittle. In order for it to get off. They're not too dry like months because then you lose all your turps and you won't get any smell, but yeah, get them bird.
7: But just the trim over.
1: But yeah,
3: that's there, there we go. Dale's also said nice things. You can use these screens for trimming. So if you do your trimming and you do dry trimming, always trim over a screen which would be over on a table, a glass table, or something that you can collect it from. Yeah. And then by just trimming over it, you're going you know, to collect all of that well, not pollen. It's not pollen. Not pollen. In South Africa, this like is a very a local thing. Fuck, <laughs> it's, like it's definitely not pollen.
0: For all of you oaks who are perhaps international, in South Africa, for some reason, we call hash pollen or we call kef pollen. Yeah, is it, I don't
3: know. Maybe it's an old school thing. It's an old school thing. It's yeah. an old school thing, like old school, like pollen. It's gonna be pollen, but yeah. it just... we thought
6: that's what it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's where it comes from. I made it the mistake. Like yeah. I made the mistake of smoking pollen because I was like, oh, I got a male. Look at all this pollen. I smoked oh, that and I was like. Stuff. I don't know what yeah. the hype's <laughs>
1: about. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah, with these screens, you just take your bird, and you, you'll trim over them, and everything that falls onto it will fall down, and you gather it at the end, and then you get these jars of dry sift, like, mm-hmm. it's not much inside this one. Well, it's quite a bit, but...
4: <laughs> and that wasn't from... Uh, that was from... That was just trimming over it. Just from
6: trimming over it. Yeah, about
4: 30 grams.
3: So yeah. on, yeah. So just from trimming over it, and you get...
6: Oh-wee! But now you can put it through another smaller screen. So now, what you
3: can also see though with this camera, which is pretty cool, is you can see how green it is. Lots of
0: plant matter. So Mm -hmm. that
3: there really says to you that there's plenty of plant matter in that. So because it's a 110 micron screen, you still can work your way down to like a a 90, 75. People go down Mm -hmm. to 40, which is really, 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 really small. You You don't want to squeeze anything through a 40.
6: You just want to like bounce it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe the
3: 40 is just there to catch the... The trichromes and let the dust fall through. That's Literally. maybe
6: why this one is so Literally. green. Is because um,
3: well, it's 110. So you've got your hush, plant matter. You've got everything that's falling well. through this kind, of, you you know. this kind of this size. But I mean, shit, no, sprinkle, well. of, but, I mean, shit. No, sprinkle well. that over your joint. It you oh, lost it. no, you really lost it. Days, that. exactly. You would have lost, lost that. that. You would throw it away. Even your trim, every every time you trim, a little bit of leaf that's left over. This leaf that you've got, if you just throw that leaf onto your onto your, you can do it yourself. Onto onto a glass table. Throw that little bit of trim onto it. Bounce it a few times. Toss it. Move it shake it see do its thing it. when you take it off you'll see it, take card and then gather it all up you'll have a nice little section of hash and throw into yep. a joint. so
0: if we look at this weed yeah there's weed. how many maybe like five grams of weed on here ten grams of weed how long would you work that on there for uh, before you give up and say so i've done it this weed enough? is still
3: actually not even dry enough it's it's really not even hey it's, it's, it's sticky uh, but it strikes bro <laughs> yeah that's well with dry switch, you want it to be kind of dryish even drier hey yeah, so generally what you would also be doing is you're doing this in a very cold environment yeah. Not in like a warm room or somewhere so you can make it more brittle The name of the game is to make the, the trichromes need to be brittle so they break off and go through But it's gravity so whatever comes off of them is going to fall through So by playing with it like this you can definitely get something off of it Not to say that you won't get anything But yeah
0: And what do you think is a good return on hash? Let's say I were to put in 10 grams of Endor How much hash should I get out? I, I get so like I a, that's gram, a variable. I like, oh, I get that's like a, a gram and a half of yeah. the dab out of it. So, how Look, much? Well, that's what I was going to say. So,
3: if you. You probably get more if you don't refine it because remember, you're going to get pieces of plant matter that you're not actually going to be able to take off unless you have another screen or you do yeah. static or if you do. Yeah, yeah. Static sifting after your dry sifting, basically, to get your six star.
0: So what's happened now? You've worked the top there. Is there going to be a bunch of hash at the bottom? That's what I was wondering. Are we going to do lines? Yeah. I can see. Look at that. wait, wait. not
5: that. Oh, bro. <laughs> well, they're such <laughs>
1: boogers, dude. Such <laughs> terrible boogers! The <laughs> <laughs> the
3: bottom Check here. So you just see that, this that little bit, and then Joe's red just straight. Then you get. It's so hard to see, there. but there's actually there. There you go. Oh shit. I
0: promise. all that leaf didn't fall through there.
4: <laughs> yeah, this was um, already in here. But that's like that's not a small amount. It's enough for a joint. And I just tapped a little tiny bit. So
3: that's just from that little bit that we just.
0: And there's still to loads to come off. Yeah. I think what we'll do is And there's still quite a bit already. around
4: the corners and the edges as well. And let's pull that jar out. How much was in that jar?
3: That little bounce that you just did now, that little sesh now, let's see how much you got there. Are <laughs> yep. we going to smoke it straight away? Yeah, we might as well. Um,
4: sure. <laughs>
0: because we're not
4: smoking enough yet tonight, guys. I'm noticing this is a problem.
0: Yeah, we wouldn't set up a gonna smoke. Start smoke along, on just now. So, this is very cool. You know, for a few hundred bucks, it's pretty careful. Trenton, is hash making or extract something that people are going to learn
7: at Cheba? Uh, at some point, yeah. I mean, we're going to teach everything possible, but uh, it'll also depend on the on the timing, on the demand. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important yeah. to understand how to how to take the raw product and how to produce it, whether you're was pressing, whether you're extracting, whether you're making hash. So those things will definitely be taught. You know, um, the advantage of being in a school where you're living like three months is there's a lot of peer-to-peer knowledge sharing mm. so yes. we'll, we'll have facilities where people can play around with things and test things Side sessions and yeah exactly study classes, yeah. um, classes. extra yeah, murals wow. looking at yeah. like cooking classes with cannabis yeah. so it's going to be quite an adventurous place to be <laughs> yoga and uh, cannabis mindfulness and cannabis <sighs> come on
4: man. and in such a beautiful <laughs> setting as well yeah. i just i love that there's so many trees yeah. you, and you see just any of the monkeys we did on the way out, okay. yes. Yeah, it's yes. Crazy. You exactly. really feel like you're in the bush. Yeah. You know? that's like... uh, yeah. uh, tell me, have you
0: guys personally ever had much experience with hash, though? It's not such a popular thing in SA. I've known very few oaks who actually smoke it. Do you encounter it? Is it something you'll do on a Sunday afternoon?
7: I used to get some Moroccan hash when I was in Cape Town many years ago, but I'm not a tobacco smoker, <coughs> so okay. it's never really <laughs> a deal to me because that's normally what you mix it with. Right? I, do lo- I do love the buzz from hash. It's uh, it's, it's. nice. You know? uh, the smell. I really like mm. But I don't come across hash very much, to be honest. You know, I lived in London for a few years and hash was really big there because yeah. it comes straight out from, from Morocco. But uh, I don't come across hash very often, to be honest. We no? need to make some more. Yeah. 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 Tell let's, let's make hash.
4: A
10: thing I think
0: again. we need to smoke some more. I'm going to get on that. Yes, so, ultimately, let's guys, let's go around the table. Oh. Uh, <clears throat> shit or lit? So bring it back <laughs> 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 have we got any votes in the house so far Dale
1: Shaw? I like it Looks like it works uh, we would have wasted all of that. yeah not we would have it, yeah have just gone if, if I had handball. one I'd use it Dale you've been working with
4: using one like through yeah. the week so yeah. you've had a bit of experience with it yeah. and you like it I like it it's lit it's nice it makes every
6: bin a trim bin so yeah, I'd also yeah. say it's a lit Yes. you make your own trim bin. so I mean if you look at what a trim bin costs it's like 7080 dollars yeah so, and,
7: and it's, a, it's yeah. a natural
6: process as well yeah. you know? and, uh, plus this is not really a <coughs> like a refinement thing this again this is just a trim over so yeah. you don't lose anything yeah but then you okay. can then sift through it hardcore and take all your trim again try it out crispy it out and then put it through that again instead of just sending it to blast. And then you can send that material that's left over to the mm. So it's just another mm. in-between section to grab whatever is available, instead of hoping for the best when you do your final extraction or whatever.
4: I think this is lit, and I think it's borderline lit as fuck, because this is um, locally made. Yeah. yeah, It's not something that we have to import. It's not some huge big brand name. These, This is like two local oaks you are making a thing to you know, put some food on the table and and start a small business and hopefully they can grow it, employ people and help grow the economy that way. So you don't have to just, it doesn't just have to be about the weed, but it can be about the accessories. And I think this is lit as fuck because loco is lacquer. Loco is always lacquer, huh?
3: Yeah,
4: Yeah. so if you want to look out for them, they're on Instagram as... uh, What's it? Organic Herb SA. Organic Herb SA.
0: Yeah, this thing's like four hundred bucks for the forty by forty, even for this size. Just for single screen. Yeah. So you know it's money well spent. It's a good tool at the end of the day. I'd give it a lit. The only reason I'm not giving it a lit F is because always when I've read about a thing and heard about a thing, the word I always hear that I'm not hearing yet today is silk screen.
3: I was just about to say
0: that. <laughs> okay, why dad?
3: Oh well, that's what I was say. I was gonna say it's lit, but yeah. you know the silk screen is ultimately the ultimate to do your dry sifting over. Uh, this is, this, this is a little stainless steel screen
8: mesh,
3: huh? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, a lot of screens are made from <coughs> stainless steel and from this, um, this, this kind of mesh, uh, but a lot of them are made from silk screen. They stretch them over large, large, large uh, canvases, and by being able to stretch your silk screen, you get a much tauter, much more uniform, much more level, yeah. Working feel that it's always the same and it doesn't get. It se- doesn't get that little bow in the middle because even now, as I look at this, I can exactly. see exactly. You'll never slightly. be able to stretch the steel because I mean you just can't do yeah. this. So not on wood. Yeah, and not on wood also. The the, the wood frame is, is is also it gives way. It can. That's a doubt yeah, It can give way. But it's still cool. It's really fucking rad to start yeah. off. And with I'm not chasing the just trimming in so the
6: no screen. Yeah, that's it. That's why yeah. I still
3: say it's lit and 100% because I and use I screens use and I, I totally use would. Use if I didn't have one, I'd get one because they are yeah. cheap and they are very cool. Yeah. You need
4: yeah. them.
3: You no, I do need I'm them. order one Fuck for yeah. my you home do need them. trim. We can't get a trim bin here and the trim bin is the coolest invention. It's a, basically a bin with like this ergonomic design that your arms can sit inside it and you can trim your butt over it with a little screen section in the middle that's All your trim sits, but then it's got a little screen at the bottom that collects all your keef. So it's really fucking rad. But you don't get it yet, so we have to improvise. So get this, and trim on a glass table, on a mirror, or on a a black plastic bag on a table, Mm -hmm. on top of the black plastic bag. Styling.
0: Yeah, I'm a real grobo and jigetto kind (coughs) of oak. So I made myself a trim build out of a cardboard box, (laughs) which is dope. And the nice thing is, as I clean my scissors, I just them in the box they're partly in a row so lack it i don't know if you're much of a hash oak but is this something
7: you'd rate as a lit or a kind of thing i would definitely give it a lit because i think obviously uh, we're huge supporters of local local product. um you know we're very quick to import things from our friends in china but uh, we need to support a local economy so from that perspective uh, i think it looks good and it's affordable so i would definitely give it a lit you know? No, I don't Linda. I love it how it maximises the the use of the plant,
1: so that's Another one way. Waste. Uh, so definitely let us. Let us, man. Any
0: more votes in the house? Is that a ding, ding, ding? We have a winner, hey? Ding, a winner. ding, ding, ding. We think have it's a, a winner. winner. So uh, guys, before we get on to this week's Growing With My Buds, please vote in the Zol poll. Who's growing who? Weed's growing us? We are growing weed. Like, share, subscribe, hashtag Show on the socials, and please tag us on Instagram to stand a chance to win something in the foul focus of weed. So in this week's Growing With My Buds, how to deal with humidity in the grow room? Any indoor gardener can tell you that temperatures affect the indoor grow room environment, yet humidity often gets overlooked. Inattentive growers may may not realize until after the fact that humidity also plays a role in the outcome of their produce. Whether you are starting seedlings, rooting cuttings, or even drying herbs or vegetables, the ambient outdoor humidity can drastically change conditions, even indoors. Therefore, in addition to temperatures, humidity must also be addressed during all growth stages. Dan's the professor of dank over here. What's humidity? Why should I give a fuck? When should I give a fuck?
3: All the time. Okay. All the time. From, like it says from the beginning to the end. So I think we was not last the last episode, the one before when I was talking about how the plant has the stomatas and they open and they transpire and they basically regulate how they sweat. And and how they basically Take in moisture and allow them to grow. When you've got too high humidity in certain stages, you can really stunt plants' growth and you can also cause fungus and mold to grow and really make it an un- a really horrible environment for the plant to grow, but not early. So, like we spoke of with the CO2, if you look at the, we've got the, on the screen here, we've got the, a chart that shows with your clones you want a really high humidity that's because they don't have any roots they need to develop roots you need to keep them alive by helping them transpire a lot easier which then means that there is a lot more moisture in the air for them to get on with what they've got to do then you move over to your vegetative mm-hmm. stage where you don't need such a high humidity because now you're going to start having a lot of foliage and when the foliage starts touching each other you start getting problems where there's too much moisture you know too much moisture gets too much fun so then you lower your humidity from 40 is very low up to 70, generally you're going to keep it around 55 to 65, around there, that's a real sweet spot, I mean, I find, generally everyone's different, and you can't control this outside, you're going to just be at the mercy of what's happening outside, so unfortunately what happened to a lot of people now in the last few weeks, there's been so much rain, that the humidity levels in the flowering stage have been way above what anyone wants, and they can't control that outdoors, but luckily for indoor growers, they have options, Well, well. that's the thing. They're is better, I find with indoor... They're <laughs> yeah, they're better if they don't, but yeah. With indoor, it can
0: swing both ways. Because, you know, we can all be there. You know, we're looking at the KIF infographic. I'm loving mm. it. But let's face it. I can say, Alexa, what what range should my bedroom be in? And, and, it, and she'll tell me. But the fact of the matter is, now that I know, mm. and I've got an issue, PMs pulling in, something's pulling in, or I'm just anxious about it. Mm. What do I do about it in indoor the, indoor the, in the grow? Because yes, maybe I've got too much humidity, mm. maybe I've got too little. Because mm. I know in in snow areas, even the high fault, yeah. low humidity can be a big problem. So yeah. what do I do to bump it up or bump it down? You
3: got to do, unfortunately, well, there's there's you can do things on the cheap, or you can buy the product that makes it work properly. Unfortunately in this game where we grow plants that we really want to We take pride in we want to smoke them and in some cases for some people in the world They use it to make money they have to make sure that the plant is at its best and it's not being
5: destroyed by any
3: kind of mold or anything so to drop humidity in places that have high humidity you have to dehumidifier and Dehumidifiers work by taking the hot the air inside the room Passing it over some coils which will then condense the water that's in the room and then remove that water and push there out of warmer air, which will then basically lower the humidity in the room. But they cost a lot of money. Dehumidifiers aren't cheap and they, cost, it, it, they run electricity, so yeah, they've got to, yeah, they've got to be maintained. <clears throat> if you have too little humidity, then you've got to put in a dehumid I mean a humidifier, so those little ones that you get in like picks or whatever, you can use those. Those mist makers. Mist makers work, those are ultrasonic ones, so those are cold steam, so they don't put warmth into the room whereas steam humidifier would put obviously warmth in the room. Yeah, so on. now you're adding heat both ways. You've got a dehumidifier that's adding room adding heat to the room because it's pulling the moisture out and adding heat. And you've got a humidifier that is either if you use a steam one it's adding heat. So now you have to have an air conditioner that can then control and help you with that heat. So like we we're saying when you go indoors it's quite a challenge to control your most your, your humidity you've got to be able to have all the bells and whistles or the most easiest way is just to vent your rooms put a fan on that can suck all the air in and change the air inside the room at least 10 to 15 times an hour really like a lot of times the more you can change the air to whatever it is outside you're good except like we just said now when it was raining you screwed
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because I see in the article we've linked that they said, you know, ventilation, ventilation. That's the easiest way to control Mm. both the flow and the temperature in the room. Mm.
3: But you can also use at some time, at at some point with all this machinery and all these levels of high humidity and temperature, you can use it to your advantage because we all try and grow with this wonderful thing called VPD. But when you know what VPD is and how to control it, it actually then makes all the sense. Because you've got to be able to understand you can use a high temperature... And a high humidity, or there's a combination that you would use yeah. in, in different stages, so cloning, veg, and flower, your VPD is at a certain point which you want, wow. and you can use all that moisture to advantage it sometimes. So, learn a bit more about how the humidity affects and how you can use it to, the, to help the plant grow. Right. But
0: then just ran in here swinging this three letter acronym everywhere VPD, <laughs> VPD.
5: That's
0: right, I don't want
3: to say VPD, rather go and learn about moisture and humidity and temperature. That's what it's about. It's not that the VPD is like it's just the fucking word, VPD. It's a gauge, it's, so just, a, it's, a gauge. it's just a fucking number that comes up. But if you understand the basics of which is temperature and humidity to control them, then you are styling.
0: So when I went to your guys uh, tour and I saw the greenhouse you put up there They put up a lovely greenhouse where you still got to do the thing and all that And that was the first thing that came to mind was VPD because it was all who said VPD the first time to me What is VPD? It's vapor,
3: vapor pressure deficit Okay, so, so and it's like the
0: deficit between temperature and vapor, humidity yeah, the vapor and within, the saturation inside the plant
3: point and Outside the plant and how yeah. it allows itself to sweat or not. So yeah. if you in an environment that is very humid you're able to, to sweat you, know, you, you you're able to just chill. You don't need to sweat it out. You don't have to because you not you can just chill because there's enough um, moisture in there. So the plant, not you, the plant is able to just um, grow at a steady rate because there's enough moisture in there. It's not too dry where it's really trying to pull in as much as it Something can or it's too much and it's way. like trying to just you know close its tomato and not really take anything in. Yeah. So VPD is a number that or mm-hmm. is a level at which your plant is optimally growing in its environment with humidity and temperature. Off of the leaf temperature, though. Yeah. So it's not the air temperature that you've got. It's the leaf temperature. Yeah. It's the actual temperature of the leaf and the humidity, the which and which the leaf, yeah. sure. t- tells you about your,
5: that.
0: Because mm. yeah, the leaf is like its own biosphere type thing. Yeah. Weird way because that's the way i understand it like the nerdy me has it as you know we know that saturation is when rain's going to pretty much form and what they're saying is in your crow room at a certain temperature and at a certain, hum- certain humidity we know he has the saturation zone and if you can actually dial that in you can ride that humidity because i'll said some oaks are crazy with the humidity they do things that are
3: counterintuitive mm-hmm. because they're riding that vpd look at the vpd chart if you could pull one up quickly i don't know if you can pull one up but if you look at that chart, if you theoretically couldn't change your humidity in your room or your temperature, either one, and you alternated the other one to match, to be able to be in a good VPD, you could still grow your plants. But it's going to be very laborious for the plant to grow at 36 <coughs> degrees, 37 oh. degrees. It's going to yeah. be very laborious. Mm. But, it, it, I mean, the chart says it can. I have never tried it, so <laughs> I wouldn't want someone to put their plants under that kind of stress because it's a stress factor on a plant. Who knows?
8: All right. <laughs>
0: Either way, Oaks are going to grow some
5: <laughs> gas,
0: man. <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, the neighbours are going to complain there at the golf course, bro. knocking on the door.
3: <laughs> folks, welcome
0: back to Hotbox Show 2.0. Uh, sorry about that. The bots got us there. But thank you very much. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, if it's still going, vote in this week's Zoll poll. Who's farming who? Weed's farming us. We're farming weed. Hashtag Hotbox Show on the social medias and tag us on insta your grand for the fault focus of weed uh our second special guest this evening are linda and uh, trenton from chiba africa it was just this weekend it was saturday we went to the open day mm-hmm. there at their spot in for and we were saying it's literally it's like hogwarts for stoners it's a place to go <laughs> yeah. spend i think it was like three
7: to four months yeah it was three yeah. three months on site and then one month in a place to internship oh an internship yeah, as it's, well it's place hey
10: that's great
7: work experience is everything you know mm, so it's a, it's a it's a mixture of the two you know so we basically find people obviously if you're into farming we try and place you in a farm if you're into the more medicinal side we try and place you in a cbd dispensary um i mean the demand on staff in this industry is going to yeah. rocket yeah. this year and we just don't have enough trained people so we've got quite a task ahead of us but uh you know it's just got to start and build from there you know but it's uh, exciting times What do you think your most popular sort of courses are going to be? I mean, on on site at the moment, so we've got online courses, as you know, but uh, Mm. on site we've only launched with one course. So it's a three month course with one month internship, and there's three different verticals you've got you're growing from Mm -hmm. seed to harvest. But if you can't grow like a tomato or companion plants, you you won't get through the course. Mm -hmm. Because uh, part of our our mindset is also to to talk about food security, permaculture, Um, and then you've got the medicinal cannabis side, um, which is. uh, is, you know, the content we've got from our uh, partner in the States so its very up-to-date, very cutting-edge. And then the other part of the curriculum is all around entrepreneurial space. So anything from supply chain management to the, the whole spectrum of, you know, testing, legal. Um, but then we've also thrown in, you know, these, these world subjects. So mindfulness, like every morning on campus, you'll sit for 30, 20, 30 minutes, you'll meditate, you'll do a gratitude journal, and you'll all check in with each other, and that starts the day. We're really trying to take people, as much as cannabis is the core, we're also trying to educate people to be responsible citizens across across what they do. So, you know, we're really encouraging people to grow organic and to learn to grow their own food and just real empowerment stuff, you know, because if you're learning to do something in one tiny vertical, um, you don't have the scope, you know, and and this whole, this whole mandate about creating new jobs is bullshit. You know, we're not going to create new jobs, guys, because... The robots are going to take over. You know, mechanisation is <laughs> around the corner. Yeah, by, <laughs> by 20, by 2025, they reckon that 50% of the workforce is going to need reskilling. So we have to teach people to think and to be lifelong learners and to continually challenge themselves. You know, that's how people will survive the future. You know, because we don't know what the future holds. I hear The
0: Joe you no, went uh, with. What were your impressions of the open day?
4: I thought it was absolutely amazing. I didn't do the tour because I also gave myself food poisoning shortly before. Oh, so. oh, wow. No, 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 no. You still you. Well, yeah. well, well, <laughs> I really wanted to see. So yeah, I know Friday I was man done, but Saturday I came through. It was beautiful. I was comfortable sitting in the shade where we had all the tables and stuff. And the kids, uh, my boys, went off with the camera and took photos. I haven't even looked properly yet, but. Uh, everybody was raving about the tour and about the, just the facilities, and, and it was beautiful. I'm impressed. Oh, you. <laughs> I mean, we're
7: still we're still going to canna it a bit, you know, with some murals, and uh, you know we'll we'll it'll build it up over time. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, it takes time. But it is a beautiful space, and when you're there, the whole world disappears. <laughs> That's so slow. literally there's no distraction. There's no like, oh let's go to the door at the local club. I'm sure there are local clubs there, but I don't no know if I'll be visiting them. No, <laughs> so nice. there, no, you're, you're there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> in space. But you still need to go far for a good time
0: ish because there's apparently a social club that you saw also teaching that model to. Yeah. That's very yeah. dope, eh? Yeah, oh yeah,
1: the social club, yeah. So so the idea with with the social club is also to get the the grow coming from the the actual growth tip from the, the learners yeah. is going to feed into the actual cannabis club that's going to be there. And then that's going to sort of like help us to sort of subsidize the next student. So the weed is going to basically support the next intake. Company. Okay, that's great. Yeah. So that's, that's going great. to be the model it the plant, just keeps on giving
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. And I know it's tough too in this world of this new frontier of not putting like classic misnomers on things. It is good to be doing that seed to sale sort of thing. Because also, I see even the big guys who get involved in this, guys grow kilos of weed, and then they don't know what to do with it. And, you know, how to market themselves in this world as well. Facebook page, things like that. Anelia, you were there for a few days. Your impressions? Uh,
2: super great venue. Uh, walking around the entire campus, one just feels like you are in Hogwarts, just like I said. Um, it's, it's super dank people that work here and people that live it are just absolutely amazing people. Okay. Super lit.
0: Dale, your impressions? You no, weren't there, bro. No, oh. no, I'm blanking, 20 but you see each oh, other so much. Sean, was, Sean there. was there.
7: Yeah, I love that it. It's a beautiful venue. Um, a few years back I spent some time at Duke University in North Carolina, which has got kind of a really big campus. And this had a similar <laughs> atmosphere, you know, lots of trees, lots of caves, <coughs> beautiful lawns, beautiful gardens, the buildings yeah. are still... So condition uh, it's just hungry to be used you know
0: and i think that's what's gonna cool man so guys if you want to get woke about weed please go check out chiba africa uh, we'll put a link in the comments and all that but also it's not hard to find google that Sorry, if you're listening to the show google that for the people that are listening there do we have any comments before we get on to insta your we only had a few people jump into the new one three viewers yeah <laughs> So uh, for those of you who don't know, Instagram is basically the felt focus of weed. We celebrate all things cannabis culture, uh, from sweet seeds and weed to bongs and blunts. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is I've picked out the top five pictures of this week. What happens is guys tag us on Instagram with their favorite pictures and that, and then we share them, and we're going to let you guys pick a winner, whatever calls to you, hey? I like that. Right, so we gotta concentrate now. Concentration, Ooh, yeah. so, get based on. it's
7: only five, it used to it's, be I a, million. a yeah. million. Last time I was in there were so many I couldn't remember. So <laughs> yeah. it's
0: good that you cut it down to five. Yeah, no, bro, because we also we get so grilled even mm. though on the second hand smoke.
5: <laughs>
3: gold, baby. Gold on you gold. i mm. I've always thought about buying one of those. Gold.
0: We've had but them I just on couldn't... the show, man. No, yes. Do we...
6: Mm. How much was it a
0: blade again? Like two, three hundred bucks, yeah, man. Yeah, hundreds. That's glass, Oh, that bro, check golden. all those pubes, man. Yeah. Yo! Ready for the taking. Pastels. That thing's going to stack, eh? Mm. Mm-hmm.
5: Golden
0: nuggets. Yes, local weed m- is going to make the international oaks think twice, eh? mm mm-hmm. are Oaks already loin the gas, eh? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we got the genetics here. So is there anything that appeals to you, Oaks, already, straight out the gate, eh? I
7: mean, I I, I honestly love, uh, last time I think I was here, Dusty Grows actually won it. And that's obviously a beautiful, beautiful Mm. feature. I just love, love trichomes. They're Mm. mind-blowing. But I think that uh, I swung towards the one after this one. Same. Yeah, I just love the dark leaves. and The flowers. I mm. I I like that. This is so lovely. Very good. good. Agreed. I'd Mm. have to go with this. Yeah. Dr. Turp is safe. Yeah, Dr. Turp is the winner.
3: Congratulations. 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 Congratulations.
0: I always, you know, whenever we do Instagram, I really try to maintain that spirit of if I was to open a high times up to the middle, mm. straight oh, to the poster, to oh, yeah. what would I want to tear out yeah. and stick on my wall?
6: <laughs>
1: that, that one. That, that
7: one. Works i'm so glad you've only reduced it to five the last time i was here i was so stressed It was like 15 and i was like Fuck, i can't remember what i saw like. last <laughs> well, was it that, 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 that one that i chose that was oh, much it's more pleasant than like, the old one actually, <laughs> actually we've created such
0: a beast i don't know if Schultz gonna maybe check for us just in the background how many photos have actually been hashtag- on the hashtag now it got it got unmanageable mm-hmm. we actually it, it was like when you grow a seed and it takes over and then yeah. you just have to move out eventually yeah, and be yeah. like <laughs> <laughs> leave the keys Yeah, dope, eh? So we're going to slide into your DMs or slide into ours. Mm -hmm. Uh, That didn't look like someone who'd won before. That's not somebody who's won before ever. It's a
4: brand new winner. I love it.
0: So guys, please remember to vote in this week's Zoll poll. Who's farming who? Weed's farming us. We are farming weed. A hashtag hotbox show on the socials. Uh, We're going to do a little bit of Weedly calendar next day, Joe. What's coming up in the latest weed events uh, online and hopefully local to you?
4: Right, so the weekly calendar for the next two weeks, Um, we're going to start off with the Enchantibus Supper Club, Mm, club. that is on Saturday, this Saturday from 4.20, it's 850 per person, it's at the Bosieville Country Estate in Muldersdrift, I'm going to be there, Uh, I know another one of our crew, uh, Suresh, is going to be there um Basically, it's a, a 420 evening of fine dining. World class chefs pay the freshest ingredients and most exquisite cannabis strains to bring you an elevated fine dining experiment. Experiment. No, experience. I i some stoned. <laughs> with a delectable four course fusion meal. Joey Rustin will be guiding you through the evening's proceedings as well as live music. There's Chronicle Stall Vendors, the Digital Ooh, Dope Dispensary and the cash bar. There's evening prize draws, giveaways to lucky ticket holders and there is limited accommodation for uh, couples, so book promptly to avoid disappointment. Uh, sticking to Sunday, we have a daytime, it's the Reimsich Farm Market that's at the Featherbrook Village Peter Road Reimsich. Music, entertainment, DJs, market stalls, food, fun, green friendly. all the things green friendly for the entire family. Yeah. Sunday, it's the Coffee Joint Market. This is in Springs no, no. at the Coffee Joint. Twenty rand entrance fee. Um, guests of all ages are interested to uh, an interest to join for regular market. Guests will be entertained with live music as they meander around the stalls. Venue boasts cannabis-friendly smoking areas. Um, this Sunday and next Sunday, this is a every Sunday thing. There's the night Owl market in Benoni, Gauteng. It's at the Night Owl, which is the venue. Um, come for a lovely meal while your car is washed, and your kids play in the amazing playground. Enjoy shopping for your, uh, your favourite market goodies. And then Sunday as well, every Sunday, is the Hillville Market at Hillville Country Estate. Uh, it caters to the whole family needs. There's a farm restaurant, the Cattleman's Kitchen. Um, they serve refreshing craft brews by the beautiful poolside kids spend the day on the jumping castle and the pools and the farm and it's fun and there's a nomad tent for the cannabis lovers where no under 18s are allowed. And that's all I have to say about that. Cool man. Absolute
0: last chance to vote in the poll. Sorry. Yeah no. yeah yeah. yeah. Oh, So we're still going. So many no, events man. because it's man. the Fields
4: of Green update after yes. that. But please vote in the poll anyway. Quickly while it's your last chance. Okay, so, Fields of Green for All update. Today, eh? um, Fields of Green submitted our request for proposal to add value to, um, by using our manifesto as a guiding document in the process of formulating the National Cannabis Master Plan. Now basically, the Economic Research and Coordination Unit of the DTIC, the Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, invited, qualified and experienced research organizations, policy practitioners and research specialists to submit proposals to facilitate and develop the National Cannabis Master Plan and we submitted ours today in deadline, it was yeah. confirmed, yeah. received. Nice. This is big steps, so big steps. hopefully they will open their eyes, read this manifesto, see exactly... It's just mind-blowing guys, it's on the uh, Fields of Green for All website It's free download, it's free to read, we've been unpacking it week by week. This week we released section 5, the most important section of the manifesto. It is called the Full Spectrum Model for Cannabis Regulation. Our evidence-based framework has taken a more rounded and contextually relevant approach as to how the cannabis industry can be truly unlocked for all South Africans. In this section we discuss classifying the cannabis industry via the four pillars. Um, Constitutional Rights Pillar, Adult Use Pillar, Medical Pillar and Industrial Pillar Mapping out the Cannabis Supply Chain uh, Regulatory Model based on the four pillars The importance of acknowledging and including DACA private clubs in regulations Using a hub model to centralize production and allow market access for small-scale rural farmers and the cosinomic sector in general Minimum age use and driving under the influence of cannabis Obviously, people are going to want to regulate things. So we have put forward you know, what we consider to be the best, most uh, implementable, logical way of doing things. Evidence-based. Evidence-based. That's the words. Thanks, Sharp. Oh, well done. Yeah. All of this information is available <laughs> on the Fields of Green for Jim. All website. And we wouldn't be able to do it without the support of you guys, our affiliates, and the Green Network members.
0: Yeah, man. So, uh, also, please go support those who support legalization. You can find all their details at Fields of Greenfall. Uh, the views on the show aren't those of ours. So, sorry, I'm <laughs> <They are>. multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I ran out of battery in that. No <laughs> more uh, But, what did the show go? No, with them. Oh, that's it. So please go check out Fields of Green for All. Go support the affiliate, support those who support legalization. There's a lot of guys who put their money where their mouth is. Um, before we get into this week's poll
4: results... Anything I've forgotten? Anything up and I coming? One Joe, I got one more I thing. I got one more thing. I got one more thing. So the new edition of Seven Leaf magazine is coming out soon. Next week we are going to have oh, Sam yes. here at the table with us. Cool. Um He sent me a preview today, and let me tell you, it's a banger. There's like pages, and page twenty eight had me not bubbles, not intrana. Thank you very much, Seven Leaf and uh looking forward to having sam around the table that's what i have to say about
5: yeah. that yeah
0: bumped into sam at the chiba africa yes League. we did um, it was good. good to see him there the oaks hustling it was good to see a lot of familiar faces or a lot of new faces but it seems to be a lot of faces going the distance mm. which is really important right? mm. uh, anything happening online with you guys that we should give a punt to anything guys should check out
7: no, uh, just check out our website. I mean, obviously we've had an amazing time up in Jo'burg. So I just want to say a big shout out to every single person that's yeah. been so Keep warm man. to us. Uh, every time we come up, we just get so much love and uh, such lack of uh, connections. So obviously being here has been amazing as well. And so, yeah, back to Cape Town we go, and we're back up in three weeks. For
0: our opening. Twenty-seventh oh, of March. <laughs> opening
1: twenty-seventh of March. Oh, open yeah, day. Another open day. Okay. So if see. anyone
7: wants to come see the campus, just check really out expensive. our website, they can register uh, on there yeah. and show the people around and show them what we're doing, yeah?
4: They'll need to book again just so we can yeah. make sure you numbers. Have
7: numbers yeah. I
4: highly recommend doing this. If you can get to the campus, it's not far. It's the Joburg campus, it's it's close to the ball. And um it's really, really worth the drive. It's really, really worth going up to have a look and investigating for yourself. It's exciting, man. It's actually you guys. You guys yeah. came down en masse. Yeah. You gang. <laughs> gang. Yeah. Yeah. And we're like,
7: wow, you all came down. So thank you guys.
0: <laughs> you know what it's just good to be supportive, you know, yeah. sometimes we have to water each other a little bit because you know it can be a little bit thankless and a little bit tough. Because this is New Frontier shit, eh? So, has anyone got the poll results? Yo! (laughs) Dog fights down here. This week's Zoll poll. uh, The question was, who's farming who? We're farming weeds. Weed is farming ass. Yo, this is pretty close. This eh? is like McGregor, uh, Mayweather. (laughs) What were the (laughs) results (laughs) they did?
3: So, out of, what is it? uh, 39 votes we've got who is bar- who is farming who we're farming weed at 44 percent and weed is farming us at 56 yeah. percent we didn't even ask you guys trenton
7: what do you think yeah i think weed is farming us right? okay yeah. I you're. A, uh, i don't think we're in control like we think we are i think this thing has got us wrapped up you know <laughs>
6: Check yeah. how we've smuggled it everywhere around the yeah. world. Yeah.
4: It's used
7: us yeah. as a carrier.
4: 100%.
6: Yeah. Yeah. People, yeah. 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 people put it up their bum. Just come in. People put it up their bum and smuggle
0: <laughs> it over <Yeah>. the imaginary <laughs> lines. You know.
5: Look at <laughs>
0: look at yeah. the endeavors we find it valuable. Let's see. Indeed. That one seed. That one seed. That one seed. Making
6: the beanstalk shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Don't shit on the beanstalk. But it's true. If you look at the
0: endeavors we go through with the lights and the pots and the newts to make this thing happen, and also the price we pay for a seed. Because I checked that Jungle Boys thing. Yeah. You know, five grand, six grand for a pack of seeds. Dude.
6: Yeah. $400.
0: So maybe it is farming us, but I will say this much. Earlier we were speaking about what happens when Oaks pulling you worried about him with everyone's oh. genetics and excuse my language. I'm going to get oh, so. yeah. i tell you this fucking match the date jungle boy sets up shop. there, are the side free State side. Eastern Cape side. I fucking take my bucky. I fill it with freedom farms. I go slide next door. I yeah. let them mails. I say yes, please <laughs> guys, please like share subscribe Stay lit. Thank you to Linda. Thank you to Trenton. Thank you yes. to Fivo. Thank you to all the guests. Thank you to you. All of you.
4: And please don't forget to stay safe and choose happy. And grow your own. And grow your own. I <laughs> know
0: you're right. Yo, we're all so grilled F. <laughs>
8: I don't tell the world, 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 I don't We'll oh, yeah.